Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. I'm going to use my notes because I have so much to go through. I don't want to miss anything, so I apologize. Usually I don't use notes and I just go, but I've got an hour. In fact, um, for your behalf, um, of course, timer, start. Okay, I want to respect your time. So um, there's going to be a, a shift in RCC. Amen. That shift actually started probably last week, but it was reinforced last night by the people who attend the workshop. And when there's a shift, I, I do, I do uh, coaching for businesses. I'm involved in some really great organizations across the country. And changing culture... Uh, takes some time. Uh, changing culture takes courage. But in the end, when you change culture and you look back, wow, and you say, remember that person over there and that person, you know, they became a cancer and you got rid of the cancer, right? And God always comes ahead and brings all these other people in. And George was sharing, Pastor George, excuse me, we're friends, so I call him George. I apologize. Um, he was sharing with me the quality of people that are coming in. I said, oh, yeah, I'm not surprised because I'm a visionary. I can see it. But you have to receive what I'm going to tell you because in the end of the day, I can't control what you receive and what you're willing to do. I can't do that. My responsibility is to give you the information. Your responsibility is to seek it, learn it, and most importantly, apply it. I know lots of people, man, they can give you all the scriptures, they can give you all the head knowledge, but they don't apply it. We need to apply it in your lives. Now, why? Well, you know, wealth is an awesome thing, and I'll tell you why. Because wealth is not just money. Wealth is your health. Wealth can be family. It can be generational. It can, you know, it can, it it allows you to be generous on every occasion, Think about that, being generous on every occasion. Think if you have the ability to give waitresses and waiters $100 and $200 tips just because. And then tell them Jesus loves them. Think about that. It's only 100 bucks. It's 200 bucks. But when you can be generous on all occasion, it, it really has a powerful thing. Um, let me tell you a quick story. So believe it or not, when I was in my 20s, we were in the skincare business. And I was a bouncer at the time, and the guy that showed it to me said, don't let your ego get in the way of a financial fortune. He knew just how to. And like, I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do this for spite. Um, and we got into that business, and at the time, we were baby Christians. And I went to my pastor because I was, like, shocked at what this guy who led me to the Lord was giving to the ministry every week. And I went, what? How much? Because I grew up Catholic. You didn't do that. And I said... He goes, well, go talk to Pastor Davis. So I went to talk to Pastor Davis, and he goes, Dan, it's a faith issue. He goes, you have to believe that God will do more with the 90% that's left than if you keep all 100%. And I went, okay, Pastor. I was just, he was my pastor. Like, okay. And so we tithe on everything. From that point forward, we've tithed. And our businesses have grown. So we went from the skincare business, and then we started a landscape business, and it was very humble beginnings, just so you know. 
I threw a 21-inch Toro lawnmower in the back of my Ford Taurus uh, sedan. I had 28 accounts, and I cut grass. And it was because I was going back to school to become a school teacher, and I needed to make money. And that's what we did. And that business grew and grew and grew. And by year six of the business, I was teaching for three years, and I had to make a change. And I was really struggling with leaving because I loved kids. And I was good at it, and I thought, wow, I, you know, and Shelly looked at me, and this was totally Holy Spirit. She says, well, Dan, you make boys or men out of boys. And I went, oh, and it set me free, and I've never looked back. And I understand that I can affect a lot more people, and I love teachers. My dad was a teacher. My son's a teacher. I was a teacher. But this was my calling, was to affect not just the people that work for me, but the people I do work for. So the business grew. We now currently, we're in, this will be our 29th year coming up, and um, we work on culture a lot. Culture is our biggest thing that we work on, which that's the big buzzword now, and when people want me to teach on culture, I said, well, let's just change that to treat everybody like family. Yeah. We're, we're Italian. That was easy for us. <laughs> You eat, you eat, and you treat everybody like family. That's how it is, you know. Um, but you know, it works. It's so funny because, you know, that's all everybody talks about because there's a labor shortage, right? So how do we keep everybody, you know? Well, the $1,000 bonus to come work for you isn't enough. You've got to connect. And you treat them like family. It's just that simple. And that's what you do in the church is you connect with people. So 29 years later, um, we are, we're an outdoor living company. This is... Uh, our logo, it's a, it's a crown, and it says Springetti Luxury Outdoor Spaces. And that's what we do. Um, our projects range from six figures to seven figures. We do work all over the country if I choose to. The bulk of our work is done in Wisconsin. And our stuff is second to none. It's very unique, and I'll tell you why. Because the Holy Spirit gives me the vision of everybody's job. So it's never the same for two customers, and they're epic, and they're different. And the Holy Spirit gets all the credit. I want to make that very clear. He shows it to me. He shows it to me. And he messes with me. Once in a, I can usually see something in a couple minutes. I can go look at a, at a $3 million job, and I can see it like that. So every now and then he messes with me, and I can't see it right away. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I get it. You're the boss. I get it. I know it's you. I know it's you. Because we're Italian, so sometimes we get a little you know, cocky, and we have to be careful. That's how he keeps me grounded. And believe me, in telling on myself, I've repented many times for taking too much credit. So I want you to understand that the difference between confidence and arrogance is about that much. So you need to be confident, okay? So I'm confident that this, this church is going to explode in so many ways. And it's because of the people that are sitting here. Now, there's always a stirring and... If this isn't your cup of tea, that's okay, because God will bring the people where this is their cup of tea, and just like the Gary Cassie organization, which we initially got involved in 11 years ago, I watched Gary's ministry go from a, from a Ohio base to a national base to now he's international big time, and they're as transparent as can be, so you can get all the stuff I'm going to talk about at Gary Cassie, that's K-E-E-S-E-E, -E -E, and he talks about all 
the kingdom principles and how you apply them to your life. And I want to applaud your pastor because for your pastor to say, I'm willing to grow with my flock and be a leader, that's what leaders do, by the way. Leaders stay ahead of their flock. They stay ahead. They can't coast. They got to grow. They got to grow. They got to grow. And, and I do that in my business every day. I got to stay ahead. So back to this logo. So this logo, you see there's a crown on the top. So the, not everybody who works for me is saved yet. Uh, but I, every day I demonstrate Christ in my business, not just to them, but to my, employ, uh, to my customers and my employees. So we decided, this is a new logo. We did this because I wanted my employees to be reminded of the excellence. That's what a crown is. It's a kingdom and it's excellence. And I wanted it on there. And it was to remind me who's really in control <laughs> and the Christians that I have that work for me. So we understand that God is our source, and that's how we got there. So I just wanted you to understand what's behind that and why it's important to us, and it's why it's on all of our shirts, our logos, our website. It's everywhere we go, and when people ask, we tell them. Uh, I don't apologize for being a faith-based company. I'll tell you that right now. I tell the first time I meet with customers, I tell them I'm a faith-based company. I don't care. I don't care if they're, they don't like it. What's the difference? God's my source. Um, I also will tell you that in my business, I vet my customers as much as they vet me, and I tell them that on the first time I meet with them, and they pay me to come and consult with them. I want them to understand that I don't do business with just everybody, period. Uh, now, that takes time if you're a new business, or you're gonna, that takes time to get that boldness, but uh, I know who my source is, and I know what I believe, and I understand the calling on my life. So it's important that you understand that for yourself. Um, why are we here? Shelly and I are here because um, of the kingdom principles that I've spoke about. When you understand the kingdom principles and you understand who you are and how you apply those in your life, you will see supernatural things change in your life. Now you've got to do the work. Okay, we're not going to be mailbox Christians. We're just waiting for the check. And I hate to say it, but when I, I do this enough and I'm around enough of them that I'd say 30% or more, it depends on which church you're speaking to, right? That's, what they, that's how they think. Well, I prayed and I did that and I'm just waiting. Now, sometimes God does that. I know that. But more often than not, you've got to do your part. Okay? Um, We've experienced the kingdom law in our lives and the lives of others. We want to share the kingdom principles so you can achieve what God has for you. So it's not about Dan or Shelley or Pastor George. This is about you. This is about what you're going to do and how, you know, we're, we're God's army. Think about that. We're God's army. Now remember, now you're in the ark. So everybody out there is dying. How do we bring them into the ark? Well, part of them is prosperity. You, you have a platform when you have prosperity. There's nothing wrong with that. And God uses us all of our talents in different ways. So some of you know John Bevere. John's a good friend of mine. And, you know, John talked about your talents. And he said, you know, you will be accountable to God. You will be, you will be judged for what you did with your talents. Think about that for a second. Don't bury your talents. You all have them, and we need all of them. The waitress, the janitor, the doctor, 
the businessman, the attorney, doesn't matter. They're all just as important in the body. You all have your place. I was just as important when I had the 21-inch Toro lawnmower than I am now when I speak to business people and help them with their businesses. It's just as important. It's just different. So just remember that. You're, you're important. God is in the people business. You have to remember that. God is in the people business. How do we affect other people? What are we doing? So you got to watch what you speak. Um, when you really start to zero in on what you speak, you'll be surprised the stuff that you say. And when you understand kingdom principles, it's what you say that releases what's going to happen. Now, just take a moment and think about people you know. I'm sure it's not you, but people you know that speak things like, we're, we're never going to have anything. We're always going to be poor. Um, this always happens to us. Blah, 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 blah. You have to be very cautious about what you speak. And it's important because your words have power. So let's start out with um, you have an inheritance. What God has, you have. Did you know that? When you gave your life to Christ, you have what he has. You have the whole kingdom. Most people don't know that. You have exactly what Jesus has. It's in the kingdom. God has made you an heir of the whole estate. So when you think of being an heir, if any of you have ever gotten inheritance, you didn't work for it. You didn't pay the tax on it. You just got whatever that was. Well, you already have that. You have the whole kingdom. Now, if you can shift your mindset right there and say, I have the whole kingdom, I have everything God has, you start to have a mind shift. You're, you're, you're going, wait a minute, okay, that's big. That's everything. So that's the first thing is you got to know who you are. Those are your, you're an heir. Those are your rights. Just like your children, they get what you have, right? And you're God's children, so you have to understand how important it is. So let's go to... Galatians 4, 7, if we can. So let's read this together. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Okay, so I didn't make it up. It's right there. Let's go to Romans 8, 14, please. And let's repeat it. Let's state it. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. There you go. Now, why am I having you speak it? I'm having you speak it so your ears hear it. You speak it out loud. You hear it. You say it. You have it. This is a key to understanding who you are. Let's do another foundational principle before I get into today's message. Spiritual authority. You need to speak it. You need to take your authority. We don't want the angels to be unemployed. Think about that. We don't want the angels to be unemployed. We set the, we set the tone. We, tell, tell, we take our authority in the name of Jesus. We take our scripture and we speak our scripture because that's God's word and we will have that. So it's not always what you don't speak. It's what you declare. So when you're in a fight like at 3 o'clock in the morning, you need to know your authority, and you know when to declare God's word. 
And if you've been in business or you've gone through a trial, usually the enemy likes to come at night, doesn't he? Or through a family member. Or through a dear, dear friend that you've had forever. How could they end? Oh, boy, you get offended. Ah, look at that. He doesn't fight fair. You all know that. And he loves to do his ends around to get at, you know, he did it with Adam and Eve. He didn't, the devil didn't go to Adam. He went to the woman. And why was Eve even having that conversation with Satan? Well, she should have been, she should have been living off of the tree of life. Instead, it was the, the tree of good and evil. And where do you think Satan, what tree do you think Satan was in? He was in the, right? And he deceived Eve. And then Adam gave it all away because he was deceived. So you have to be careful which tree that you're feeding on. Feed on the tree of life, which is God's word. Because you know, heck, we could be outside these doors for less than 10 minutes. Yeah, and you put the radio on, the TV, the news. Mm, not good. Watch what you're feeding yourself. Not good. So let's go to Matthew Chapter 18, verse 18, please. Are you up there already? Thank you. Let's read this. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So let me give you a practical example of this. So when I go meet with a customer on the way over, I rebuke Satan, his workers, his cohorts, and his demons, and I loose heaven on that meeting. I can tell you, 100%, I can't, when I started doing that a couple years ago, I cannot believe how smooth my meetings go. I'm not saying everybody does business, and I don't do business with everybody, but, I, but the meeting itself goes flawless. It's smooth. I mean, it's just, it's just like, you think I know these people all my life. You know, now remember, they're spending a lot of money. This, these, aren't, these aren't people that, you know, they're discerning. And just think about that. So whenever I have, you know, today on the way over, I bound, you know, bound Satan and loosed heaven because I'm not having any interference. And you've got to understand how important that is. That has to be part of your life, part of your self-talk. And you've got to speak it. Now that's taking your authority. So some of you may know this, but I know there's some in this room that need to hear that. You need to do that. Especially, I mean, for, for many things, but especially when it's something that's really important to you. You need to do it so that you don't get that interference. Binding and loosing will be a part of your life, and that's important. God, did, God does things for you. There's a kingdom law. This is how the kingdom operates, so you need to learn how the kingdom operates. We are in the earth realm. We are in God's army. So Satan hates hates at hated Adam because Adam had jurisdiction before he fell and Satan had to figure out a way how do I get how do I get jurisdiction he's still doing that today so Satan always comes after people's identity that's where he that's where he comes he comes after your identity okay you don't know what your identity is um, I mean I meet with people that make a lot of money and they don't know their identity <laughs> it's not money it's not in fact some of them are the most dysfunctional people I've ever met and then I try to be a light and, tell, and speak truth into their life. But that's a really important thing. So Adam gave it away. Satan then is the ruler of the earth, right? He's, so he has jurisdiction. 
So there's no way Adam and his family could survive because the devil is going to steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to take all the crops. He's going to send pests. He's going to do all those things. So what God did is said, well, we, he, did, he came up with a tithe. And that's what today's message is going to be about, a tithe. Why did God create the tithe? And let's go to John 10.10, please. And it says, let's read it. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Okay, so because, because the enemy had legal jurisdiction, God had to come up with a way that we could still not let the enemy take everything we have, and it's the tithe. So the tithe is a legal fence around everything you have. Legal fence. Legal fence. So that's why you have to understand kingdom law. This is a law. If you decide not to tithe, you're giving Satan legal right to take your stuff, to, be, to, to mess with your family, not just the material things, all of it, health, all of it. Listen to what I'm saying. There should never be a pastor that ever has to apologize for doing the tithe and offering because it's for you. It's for you. It's not the church. Yes, you have to tithe to the church, because it has to go somewhere. That seed has to go somewhere. But you have to understand, it's a legal fence. So I'm going to do an illustration here. i got to find. I was kind of hoping I could find a... Uh, let's see. Can you come up here, please? please? All right. What, what's your name? What's your name, hon? I'm Dottie. Okay. Nice to meet you. Here's a $100 bill. Okay? All right. Now I'll just stay there for a second. All right. <laughs> <laughs> pause <laughs> pause okay so she's got a hundred dollar bill she's she's got bills to pay she's got to buy gas she has to get food she's got a hundred dollar bills and she's got a hundred dollar bill right but when there's no tithe she can't have it i'm taking it away and you she's not going to stop me from taking this from her right fair I'm a big man. Okay. <laughs> would you come up here, please? And Lewis, and would you come up here? And you come up here. Now, I want, now come back over here. And you surround her. Surround her. Surround her. There you go. Okay. Now. This is a good illustration. It's going to get better. There's a part two to this. So let's just, for the sake of conversation, I give, she has the $100 yet, okay? And now I'm going to come and take it. But these men represent the tithe. I was going to put duct tape on them and write tithe, but I didn't have any duct tape. <laughs> but they represent the tithe. Now, come on, guys. Am I getting through? Am I getting through to take, I'm, I'm going to take that $100 bill, right? I'm going to take that $100 bill. Now, what you don't know, okay, so what you don't know is this young lady has a dream to open a lemonade stand. She's got a lemonade stand, okay? So I couldn't take what was hers because of the tithe. 
So she, so she had to give $10 to the, to, right, to the church, the 10%. They're now, she's given her 10%. I can't get to it. Watch this. But she's going she's gonna to open up a lemonade stand. That's part two of this. Thank you. You can keep the $100. Is she? Oh, well, there you go. Congratulations. Let's, let's look at, uh, <laughs> there's a part two here. Don't forget to tithe off that. <laughs> you got that woman's thing coming up. <laughs> um, so let's go to Malachi 3.10. Okay, let's read it. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. Okay, now leave that up. Leave that up. So look where it says, uh, we know he, that's the only place in the Bible, I think, where he tells us to test him. Um, but he says, he will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room for it. Now, most Christians, probably not this group because you guys are seasoned, but most Christians believe that if they tithe, then that's going to happen right there. The floodgates are going to open. And I know a lot of Christians that live check to check. I, don't, I guess I don't know that many anymore, but I used to. Um, they have, they're, not, they're not in an abundance. They're struggling. And they're saying, and they're faithful. They are tithing. They're faithful. I also have another group of people who tithe, and they say, well, um, I, I, it feels like I haven't increased because, see, what's happening is the devil's not taking it. You're not getting the decrease anymore, so it feels like an increase. Is that fair? So you're, you're keeping more of what you have because you're tithing. So that's great. But just like in the illustration, she kept the $100. She could keep the $100. But I said that she was going to start a lemonade stand. The lemonade stand represents what she's doing with her hands. She's taking that. Now watch this. This is the important part. So when he opens the floodgates of heaven and pours out so much blessing, it's what you're doing with your hands. Now he can put a fence around what you're doing with your hands, and that's where the increase comes from. That's where the poverty mentality leaves you. That's where you start to go, I have increase in my life, and it's real, and it's tangible. Now, it might be in your relationships. It might be in your finances. It might be in all of them, and it usually is. But the reason I said that she is going to open up a lemonade stand is because she's got to do something with that $100. Does that make sense? That's the part that most Christians don't understand, is that you have to do something with your hands. Now, people, not everybody here is entrepreneurial, not everybody's a business owner, but maybe you've got a side hustle, or maybe you can so see that your employer is going to see something special in you and give you a, a raise. I don't know how God will do it, but he's faithful and he will do it. But you've got to do something with your hands. You've got to move. You've got to do something. Even, even the heathen who don't understand this principle still works. You know, I, I mean, 
I have, I have three nephews that play in the NFL, and they all, you know, they know certain things to do so that they excel at what they do. So even in the natural, we know some of that, but see, you want the supernatural. So I would encourage you that if God has given you some business ideas or an idea to do something else in your life, do it. Yes. Don't listen to the enemy. Yes. You listen to what God, that Holy Spirit will tell you. Holy Spirit always talks to me in the bathroom, period. I don't know why. He just, I, he just does. It's his sense of humor. I don't know. He just does. And I can't tell you all the business ideas I've gotten over the years and business strategies that I get all the time from the Lord. You got to give the whole tithe. So here's, watch this. Now you got to be careful. Most of you know this. You tithe off of the gross, not the net. Because see, remember, the enemy is a legalist. It, you can give 9.9% and, and he goes, oh no, foul, foul. I can take everything that's there because it's not 10%. You always want to err on the side of give. It's really important. He'll fool you. He'll trick you. You, you'll go, well, geez, you know, this is all I have. I had a, somebody ask me a question last night, and I said, no, you need to tithe off of your profit. So if you're in business, you tithe off your profit. Okay? Simple as that. And it works every time. If you choose not to tithe, you're on your own, and nothing's changing. So don't confuse this with the people who have strip joints, drug dealers, the bad people out there, because, see, they're doing Satan's work anyway, so Satan's not going to devour their stuff. He'll, he'll, he'll jump right in all the time. That's not who you work for. You know where you're going, okay? Just like this man talked about the sadist that got saved. I mean, you know, that's, that's amazing. Someone was sowing some seed for that. So let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28.8, please. And, and let's read it. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. It's right there. So it's not Dan telling you this. I'm sharing, but it's right there. It's simple. Don't complicate it. Tithe. Do something with your hands. Serving people, by the way, and, and the people who serve and it's maybe not monetary. You can, you know, it's the same thing. God sees your heart. He knows where you're doing, what you're, where you're going, what you're doing, okay? You're not left behind. No matter what your financial situation is, you can make this happen. And I'm going to give you a testimony. In 2000, what was it, 13, 15? 15. We had a David and Goliath experience, totally. And uh, the first thing I said to Shelly, I looked at her and I said, we're not going to stop giving, Period. Simple as that. And we went through an excruciating three years. And then God, and God just blessed us and blessed us and blessed us, and here we are. Because we went through it. I only share that with you because if somebody's going through something, you're going through something. You won't be there for long. And we would go to these conferences, and we would tell people what we were going through. And, and I was amazed at how many of them had gone through, like, worse things. And I'm like, Really? Because I looked up to them. They were my mentors. By the way, find a mentor, but look at the fruit first. If they have fruit, let them be your mentor. I have mentors. And I always come to mentors with a list of questions. Um, God loves multiplication, you know. 
he's into multiplication. And that goes right back to your talents again. What are you doing with your talents? Don't bury your talents. I don't care how old you are. I don't care, you know. Some of you who are older, you got wisdom. Use it. The, young, the younger generation need that. They can't Google everything. You know, they can't, you know, it's a, you can't, I mean, I'm sorry, but right? You guys, like, you guys are on those phones so fast, it's like, oh, I can, you know, I can YouTube that, I can Google that. It's like, wait, wait a minute, you know? I always think it's funny when you have life coaches that are 25 years old, they're not married, they haven't had a business, and they're life coaches, and you're like, really? I'm like, I'm like. I mean, I'm 59 years old, and I can be a life coach, but I'm thinking still I'd be like, yeah, you know, I better come to something pretty good at the, to the table here. It's like, wow, 25? So here's another. We're going to talk about sowing seed. This is really important. Sowing seed is where you actually get to name your seed. This is huge. This is big. This is where we learned how to sow seed 11 years ago. Or probably before that, but we really started to understand it at a deeper level. And we just saw our business go like this and the platforms that God was giving us and the organizations that we belong to. And our whole lives changed. And I recognized back then that God would use us to do exactly what we're doing here. Understand that if you're a business owner or if you're going to start a business, it's our responsibility to fund God's church. Period. That's, it's our responsibility, and I take that responsibility really serious. Now, I am very uh, discerning about wh- who I sow my seed to. I vet it. I want to make sure it's right. I look at their fruit. You have to be careful. So let me give you a good, just a simple example. The United Way probably does a lot of good work, but they also believe in abortion. So you can't sow seed to that organization because... They, right, they're, they're doing abortions. So you got to go, wait a minute, I can't sow seed there. Even though they do so many good things, right? So you have to be wise about where you're sowing your seed. So when you sow your seed, it should be, uh, your tithe goes to your local church. That's, you know, you're not praying over your tithe, okay? But you, you sow seed in your local church if you believe in what your local church is doing. That's a good place to sow seed, but it's not the only place you can sow seed. Okay, so Shelly and I belong to three organizations. I'm going to tell you who they are on purpose. Um, Messenger Cup with John Bevere. Amazing. They translate um, Bible teachings to countries, especially persecuted countries. Great organization. Of course, if you've ever heard John, he's, I always tell him he's my personal wrecking ball. Um, for the older people, they understand what a wrecking ball is. For younger ones, they're like, what's a wrecking ball? That was a big big steel thing that on the end of a, when they demolished a, uh, something. So, and then uh, Gary Cassie out of Ohio. Gary Cassie is really great at teaching what we're talking about today about um, kingdom principles, okay, and how you take your authority and things like that. There's just a barrage of things. He does, we do small groups with him. Really love Gary. Gary and his wife are as transparent as they come. And that was important to us. No skeletons in the closet. That's important. And then uh, the increase seminars out in California with Bob Harrison is a great organization because it, it helps Shelly and I look bigger and see bigger and get out of our little community where we are in Wisconsin. And then all of a sudden we're doing work all over the country. So it helps you know broaden your vision. 
And at all these organizations, you get an opportunity to sit with people all the time and ruminate and, and exchange ideas and stuff like that. So that's what I see in this church. When you guys get a hold of this, you guys will have your own little think tank and your own little testimonies. And we'll come back this winter and we'll find out that you guys have all these testimonies because you started to apply these principles. So how, do, how does the sowing seed work? Um, it changes, what it does is, well, first let's look at Matthew, I'll get into it. Go to Matthew 14, 16 through 20. Uh, so Jesus replied, come on, read with me. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Okay, let me explain this to you. This is really important. There's some hidden gems in this thing. So... What happened was Jesus asked, what do they have? Okay, because everything has to come through the man. So Jesus had to ask, what do they have? And they said, well, they have the loaves and fishes. And they're going to feed whatever, five or 10,000, whatever you want to believe, whatever your theology is, 20,000, 10,000. What's the difference? It was, you know, not a lot, right? Uh, you probably fit it all in this hat. So, and so Jesus had to ask them, what do you have? And when Jesus took it, and lifted it up to the heavens, it changed kingdoms. It went from the earth curse system to the heavenly economy. This is what sowing does. This is a great illustration of what sowing does. You got to get a hold of this. This is how this works. When you now, so we've already, forget about the tithe. We're past the tithe now. Now we're into offering, okay? So when we offer something up, and we give it to the Lord. We speak over it. We find our scripture we're going to stand on. Mark eleven twenty four says that if we ask for it and we pray for it, we believe it, we receive it, it's ours. Okay? So when Shelly and I sow seed, we write it out. We have our scripture. We stand on it. We are in agreement. Right? And, and we sow the seed. And, and when you sow the seed, it's happened already. Whether you see it manifested or not right away, it's there. This is a huge thing. You have to understand. This is how kingdom law works. You have to give it to the heavenly kingdom so it can multiply. And that's how when you go to these conferences and when you hear some of our stories, that's how it works. Because God says, oh, now I can multiply it. Because you trusted me. And, you, and here's the beautiful thing. The enemy gets so pissed off because he can't touch it. Because guess what? You did the tithe. It's protected. And right under his nose, this is his jurisdiction. And right under his nose, you're prospering. And that is God's revenge against the enemy. You think about that. That's why wealth is important, because it's right in his nose, right in front of his nose, and he hates it, and he can't touch it, because why? Because it's legal. It's a legal issue, period. 
It's not, a, it's not an emotional feeling. It's not a how much do I have feeling. It's how this works. So that's why I can see. God already showed me the vision of what's going to happen in this church. I see it already. It's just how many of you are going to participate in it. That I don't know. But I know it's going to be great. I know it's going to be awesome. We're going to be coming back here, and, and we're going to blow the doors off of this, this ark. We're going to need a bigger ark. And, and it'll, it's going to come because you guys are doing it in the right order for the right reasons. Let's talk poverty mentality real quick. This is an extra nugget. I don't even have it in my notes. Okay. So the enemy wants you to believe in the poverty mentality, just so you know. You're more righteous if you're poor. You're this and that and the other thing. That's a lie from the enemy. Don't be, they say in the end times people will be deceived. His whole, his whole thing is deceiving people. That's what the enemy does. He's all about deception. That's why you need to stay in your word. That's why you got to have small groups. It's why you guys have to be there for each other. Because sometimes those friends and accountability partners see your blind side. They see the guy that's looking at the girl the wrong way. Right? The friend that says, hey, you're looking at her with lust. Don't go there. Right? That's what happened to Eve. Why was Eve having this conversation with the devil? She already had paradise. She was in heaven. But the devil came in and like, why is she even having this conversation? You got to be careful where you put your eyes on. You got to watch what you're, the movies you're watching. You got to watch all that because that's your eye gate and that's coming in. And the enemy, listen, he, it's, he's not going to hit you over the head with a rock. It's just slow and your heart starts to absorb that stuff in your heart. Just like that's how we're built. Just like you have a heart, if you have a heart for people or a heart for ministry or a heart for whatever you do, that's incubated in you. That's why it works. That's why it manifests itself. I have, a, I have multiple businesses because that's what's in my heart. It's going to manifest itself. That's what the seed does. You got to understand, that's what the seed does. So when you sow seed, that's what it does. It manifests itself. Is this making sense? Okay. Um, we talked about a changing jurisdiction. That's a big deal. Big deal. That's how this works. We go from the earth curse system to the heavenly economy. I'm going to repeat that. You, uh, you can name your seed. We talked about that. Um, you know, you're, you are a partner and receive the same benefits as Joseph and Potiphar. Remember Joseph and Potiphar? Potiphar got all the blessings of Joseph because Joseph was a godly man. But it, he was in, not partnership, but he got, he got the overflow. He got that. So when you're in partnership with God, remember that. When you do this stuff, you're in partnership with God. Yes. Period. Yes. Period. So you don't let, you just let those other things just bang off of you. Don't, don't feed into that. And you have to shut it down when those negative thoughts come. You've got to shut it down immediately. Can't play with it. And that's why you got to know your scripture at, Three o'clock in the morning, because he doesn't fight fair. You get up to go to the bathroom, you lay down, and you start worrying about something. No, you got to say, no, this is what God says, and go back to bed. You're done. That's it. The increase always comes from the offering. you got to understand this principle. That's where your increase comes from, from the offering. It's not to manipulate you. This is, you can have what you want. This, how you receive this and you, you know, walk this out is on you. But if you walk this out, it's, it's awesome. So let's look at the last couple of scriptures, and then uh, we're gonna, I'm done. Um, 
Joshua, let's go to Joshua 1.8. So let's read it. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So for my, these next few scriptures are going to kind of hit you in the face if you like the poverty mentality thing because, see, God likes, he wants to bless you. He's always good. He's not punishing you. No condemnation. He loves you, and he wants to bless you richly. And listen, if you, have, if you think you're going to succumb to temptation because you're wealthy, then give it away. It's real easy. Just give it away. You know, and I, I will tell you that some of my mentors, and, and myself included, when you just constantly give and give and give, man, it, it's like a fence. It's like it keeps you from getting too full of yourself. Because, you know, there's, there's so many people who get, you know, get wealthy and successful and they forget about God, how you got there. And I think, well, here's what I have found when I, when I mentor people. Some people use that poverty mentality or the root of all evil is money. No, it's the love of money, first of all. And they use that because they're lazy. Because they actually really just don't want to work. They really don't want breakthrough. They really don't want to do what it takes to have breakthrough. So I challenge all of you, because I don't know most of you, um, and, I, and I care for all of you. I don't mean to sound condescending, but, you know, what are you going to do with what you're hearing today? It, it's on you. What are you going to do? I mean, I'm going back to Wisconsin either way, and I, you know, and I, hope, I hope you all take this to heart. Let's go to Isaiah 48, 17. Uh, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. Okay? So when I tell you that the Holy Spirit will bring you business ideas or, or side hustles or show you how to be better at your job and what have you, that's the Holy Spirit. And we just need to remember him and thank him that he's giving us the plan. Shelly prays all the time for God to escort amazing opportunities to us. That's what she prays every day. And so when those amazing opportunities come, I'm not surprised by it, but I have to do my part. So my agreement with God is, God, I will do my part. I will work hard. I work, I don't know, whatever it depends, 50 to 80 hours a week, depends. I have a lot, I have multiple businesses. I have a lot of other responsibilities. We're grandparents. We have a lot going on in our lives. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't trade it for anything because I'm so honored to be here for you. I am so honored to be here. And you know, I'm walking this morning, and I'm going, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to, to just bless these people, to be here. I, I don't know most of you, but... I know I was sitting in your seat 11 years ago with my wife, and we said, who is this guy? And we went, oh, my, and, we, and we just dug in. We dug in, and we listened to it all the time. And if you come to our house, we have a whole wing of our house that's full of these materials, and we're constantly listening to them all the time. And we're constantly talking to each other, like, what did you get from that? What did you learn from that? And we ask questions. So we're absorbed in it because we have to be. Um, Let's go to 2 Corinthians 9.10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Let's go to 
Deuteronomy 8.18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant which he swore to your ancestor as it is today. And let's go to 2 Corinthians 9.11. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Psalm 35.27, please. May those who delight in my vindication shout for joy and gladness. May they always say, the Lord be exalted, who delights in the well-being of his servant. So... Shelly, come on up here, honey. I get tears when it's the Holy Spirit, so it's the only time I cry, just so you know. <laughs> All right. This is not up on the screen, but God gave me this today, this morning. Matthew six thirty-three. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well most people misinterpret that they think it says seek God first and all these things reread it it's but seek first his kingdom and all these things see it's the kingdom it's the kingdom principles that we're trying to share with you God wants you to have those kingdom principles so you can fight and you can have what he wants you to have. He's given you the tools. Is there anything you want to add? No? No? Okay. So here's what we're going to do. These two people aren't aware that I'm going to do this. God told me to do this yesterday and I had to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> uh, George, come on up here, please. And is Alita here? she here somewhere? Alita? I call her Alita. Come on up here. You might have to help. Okay. You understand the tithe now, okay? And as you prepare your hearts for the tithe, you already know what that's supposed to be. You decide if you want a legal fence around what you have. You decide if you want to let the enemy have a legal right to take what's yours. It's that simple. Don't forget this. We'll know. I'll be back in the winter, and I'll know who's doing this and who's not, because you'll have stories. But now we're going we're gonna to go back to the offering. And I'm sick and tired of two dear friends. God told me to do this. I knew this was going to be hard. But I want you to prepare what you, th this isn't guilt. I want you to prepare if your heart says that you want to sow a seed for these two people right here to be healed because we are going to declare Psalm chapter 30 verse 2 over both of them and God is going to restore their bodies, period. But this is going to, there's a spiritual thing going on and we got to have a breakthrough. 
they do not know, they did not know I was doing this. I didn't tell them. I'm just being obedient, and you can get behind it if you want. So prepare your hearts and your, your ties. And if you want to, if you want to do this offering, I'm going to lead, we're going to pray this all together, and Shelly's going to be involved as well. I'm sorry, do you, you have to get your back, I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead, hand, hand the stuff out, I apologize. And we need one too. Stand up, if you, if, if you need it. Okay, you, you can give to the app, you can, you can write a check to Remnant Christian Center. Oh, is the app up there? You can do the app? Okay. Hey, by, by the way, um, if you give digitally, you should be speaking over your tie or your offering if you're giving digitally, just FYI. Don't just give it without speaking over it, okay? I'm declaring you're coming into agreement that this is a legal fence around our lives. You're just simply speaking it. Every time you speak, your subconscious is hearing it too. There's a lot of other sublinguals that are going in every day. The more you speak the word, the more you speak what God's promised you, the more you're going to walk a little bit more upright each time. So, Okay. Are we good? Are we ready? Okay. Let's pray this together, okay? We'll do our best to walk you through this. Father God, just repeat, Father God, we take this offering and we give it to you, Lord, to your heavenly kingdom. It's changing jurisdictions from the world curse system to the heavenly system. And we declare Psalm chapter 30, verse 2, over George and Alita. And we command it. We command this infirmity to leave their bodies. And we stand on Mark 11, 24. And if we ask and we believe that we've received it, it will be ours. And we say amen, amen, amen. And I rebuke you, Satan, your workers, your cohorts, and your demons. Off of these people, off of this congregation, off of lack. And we loose heaven right now on this congregation, on these people, on the health, on this journey. We loose heaven right now. And we say amen, amen. And Lord, you said that whatever we bind on earth, you'll back it up and you'll bind it in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth, you'll back it up and you'll loose it in heaven. I say amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you. all I got. I'm, I'm wiped out. That's exactly how I want to be. I'm tired. Um, we care about you. We can't wait to hear the awesome stories when we come back. We're snowbirds for those of you who don't know us. We've been snowbirds since we were our 30s. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Get out of Wisconsin in the winter. <laughs> this is a really cool group. Pastor George continues to grow. 
and he's growing leaders, and it's so refreshing to see that. So be blessed. Again, if you want, we have a QR code, I believe. If you want, we're going to do small groups on some of these uh, principles. It's right there. If you, if, is that forgiving? I'm sorry. Oh, I apologize. I thought we had a. So you can get a hold if you check with the leaders here. You can get a hold of this information in a small group that we're, we'll be doing. If you want to learn more about the kingdom principles. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.